Welcome to the Thrive of Peace show with Dr. Troy Roddy. And today we're going to take a break from talking about learning and we're going to talk about another one of my passions, Arsenal Football Club. We're talking Arsenal Football Club on the Thrive of Peace show today, taking a break from our conversations about living the learning lifestyle. Actually, uh, this particular episode is one that highlights one of the principles of Thrivey, which is to have multiple interests. And one of mine, of course, is following Arsenal and Premier League Soccer. Um, and it's just, um, I decided to do this today. Uh, I've been giving myself a day to reflect on Arsenal's loss yesterday in the North London Derby versus Tottenham. Boy, it's really hard to say. Um, but the reality is, um, and we'll get into into some details about what I think about the team here in just a moment, but the reality, as I see it, is that the Arsenal Football Club, uh, as it exists right now, uh, is just simply not good enough. And that's a shame because it's a team with a great history and a lot of resources and should be threatening for league titles um, and certainly... Uh, right in the mix for a top four finish in this club right now, you know, it's February 11th, 2018 is just not close to it. And we're going to talk about that uh, in this episode today. Um, and when you look at the club as a whole, uh, the performances just aren't there. You know, 27 games into the season, only 13 wins sitting in sixth place, five points, from fifth place, Chelsea, and uh, there's just no reason why this this team, well, there is a reason. They're just simply not good enough, and, and maybe the management is not doing their part either. But uh, to be five points off fifth place at this point for a team like Arsenal is, is really difficult to swallow for all the gooners out there following the team. And I made a comment on the Arsenal America Facebook page as I'm uh, watching the comments come in about the game that it's just not a top four team. I mean, they're just simply not a top four team. They're a fifth or sixth place at best team right now. Um, if you look at their home record, they're doing very well. I mean, the team's had 13 home, 13 home matches, uh, 32 points out of 13 that ties them for second on points in the league. They have the second best league record, uh, at home, but when they go on the road, it is abysmal. I mean, this team is ninth in the league, you know, almost halfway down the table, 14 games played, only 13 points. And that is just simply not good enough. Seven losses on the road. And that is just simply not good enough. And I think that comes down to preparation and, and, and attitude and uh, manager tactics. So uh, in this episode, we're going to dig in specifically on the team. What's coming up is going to be, you know, I'm going to go position by position. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my my observations and my impression and what I hope the team does going forward, uh, position by position. Um, and again, we are a day removed from uh, loss to Tottenham in the North London Derby. Um, feelings are pretty raw for the Arsenal fans out there. And I just wanted to take an episode of the Thrivey Show today to not talk about learning, talk about something else, something that's a different interest of mine, Arsenal Football Club. When I get back, we're going to talk about the goalkeepers and what I think about them going forward. You are listening 
to the Thrive of Peace show with Dr. Troy Roddy, and I will be back in just a moment. We're talking goalkeepers from Arsenal Football Club on the Thrive of Peace show in this segment, and there's only two on the first team roster right now. Petr Cech is the starter, and David Ospina is the backup. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about Ospina. You know, he's a good backup. He's a good quality goalkeeper, but certainly not someone uh, that that we want to uh, that the club should be counting on as a first team player in the future. We're going to talk about Petr Cech, and you know, it's hard to be too. I'd say harsh on Czech. Um, he is getting old. I think he's 35, 36. The club obviously needs to look for reinforcements in that position. Um, I think the young players they have on the roster are just not Premier League quality. Um, but he's only had 65 saves, I think, this year. You know, he's somewhere around 10th in the league uh, in saves. Again, that could be. Um, poor defense in front of him, or just poor positioning on his part. It's hard to say, um, you know. But when you look at goalkeepers, you're looking at saves and you're looking at uh, at clean sheets. You know, he's sitting at nine clean sheets. You know, six off the lead. De Gea, David De Gea from Manchester United, obviously the best goalkeeper maybe in the world. But uh, you know, look, Czech's a good goalkeeper. He's not. He's he, he's not the top keeper that he once was. Uh, but he's certainly the best that Arsenal has, and you know the team doesn't have much choice but to play him and hope he doesn't get hurt. You know, looking at goals conceded, you know, check thirty-six goals conceded. Uh, that's a lot of goals. I mean, that puts him, you know, in the top eight in the league uh, on goals conceded, and that's just not simply good enough. So uh, the other thing about about uh, check is. He does not save penalties. I mean, the reality is if, if you get a penalty against Arsenal, you're getting a goal. I don't think Czech has saved a single penalty um, since joining the team. And, and that's just really awkward and odd because the man is, is a high-quality player and he should be you know, at least uh, getting some of those penalties saved. And Arsenal has given up quite a few penalties this year. So... You know, Petr Cech, he's a good goalkeeper. He's not the top keeper that he used to be, and it's certainly an area of the pitch that the club needs to improve. His kicking is not good. His footwork is is scary. Um, but again, he's quality, he saves goals, um, and he's an experienced player in the back, and sometimes that's what you need. So, Arsenal Football Club, that was my goalkeeper review uh we're going to move on after a break and we're going to talk about the defense and oh boy this defense i'll try to be kind but it'll be tough you're listening to the thrive of peace show with dr troy roddy we're talking arsenal football club we we'll back in just a moment we're talking the arsenal football club on the thrive of peace show today and this segment's going to be about the defense and if you can hear a little bit of disappointment in my voice. That is not, uh, <laughs> that is natural. Um, if there was an area of this team that has prevented them from playing better this year and getting better results, especially on the road, it is the defense. It's pretty bad. And uh, this club has given up quite a few goals this year. And, uh, you know, 
what do you say? I mean, you got four in the back. He starts with three in the back, three center backs. Uh, the manager, Arsene Wenger, moved to a four-man defensive back line recently. Um, and there are some, uh, you know, there are some, I would say, uh, some stats about the defense that will uh, really enlighten um, why the club is playing so poorly. You know, 36 goals given up this season uh, is way too many goals, way too many goals for a team like that. You know, if you think about it in perspective, you know, Newcastle United and Brighton and Hove Albion have also conceded 36 goals. And these are two teams that shouldn't even be close to Arsenal in quality. Swansea City, 37 goals conceded this year. You know, the team at the bottom of the table, the worst team in the league, West Brom Albion, 37 goals conceded this year. Now, there are some clubs with, that have conceded a lot more goals than 36 or 37, but to get a, a, a sense of just how, how poor the defense is when you're looking at a team that should be battling for, you know, for top, top four place, you can't give up goals at that rate. And, you know, if you look at just fouls, here's some things about defense. I mean, the fouls given up. You know, Granite Shaka, who's not even a defender. He's a defensive midfielder. He's, well, he's supposed to be. Uh, 42 fouls this year. 42. You know, that's, you know, third in the league. It's just way too many fouls. It means he's not moving. He's not in the right position. You know, penalties. I said earlier the club gave up a lot of penalties. Hector Bellerin, you know, two penalties given up. Callum Chambers a penalty. I mean, you know, more than one player on that list. As a matter of fact, Bellerin, his two are tops in the league. You know, players making mistakes, errors. Petr Cech, four errors leading to goals is the top in the Premier League. You know, Granite Shaka, three errors leading to goals. Again, right underneath it. It's just, it's just way too much. And, you know, the club needs to invest in defense in, in the summer. Um, Lauren Koscielny and, and Shogren Mustafi at center back are just not getting it done. They, they seem confused at times. Mustafi goes to the ground way too easily. Koscielny's been injured, you know, off and on, <coughs> excuse me, you know, getting older. He's in his thirties, you know, the legs, he's, the, the jumping ability is not there. We're losing headers in the box. And then the fullbacks, you know, Hector Bellerin has got pace, and I think that's it at right back. And there is no backup for him. They've got to strengthen that position in the offseason. Nacho Monreal on the left back side, you know, he's also got Kalazinac over on the left side that can play there. Ainsley Maitland-Niles. So they've got some left backs. The right back situation is not good enough. The performance isn't there. And then the center backs, there's no coverage if one of those two guys goes down, you know, Mustafi or Koscielny, then you're stuck with Chambers uh, or Rob Holding or maybe even putting Monreal back there again. And, and those are just not Premier League first-team quality center backs. So it's definitely an area that has cost the team this year. It's definitely an area that must be improved to go forward because this team can, as we'll see when we talk about the, the forwards in a little bit, this team can score – but they have got to defend better. And, you know, once you get your goalkeeper situation squared away and you're four in the back or you're three in the back, whatever you're going to do, squared away, 
that will greatly improve your chances on the road because on the road, if you keep it close, you've got a chance to get points on the road. Um, at home, it's easier to be more expansive and, and dominate because you have to crowd behind you. But on the road, you've got to be strong on defense. We're talking Arsenal Football Club on the Thrive Peace Show. When we get back in a moment, we're going to talk the midfield. Thanks for listening, my friends, to the Thrive Peace Show, where today we're taking a break from talking about learning strategies, and we're talking about Arsenal Football Club. And in this segment, we're going to dive into the midfield, and it's an area of the team that I think is a strength uh, in many ways, but also probably one of the biggest weaknesses in others. And by that, I mean when we are attacking and putting the ball in creating chances, we've got some really good players, and we're doing that really, really well. But that central defensive midfield area, that defender that's supposed to essentially protect the back line, you know, when the ball gets through or if somebody breaks away, um, and also someone who can transition the ball from the back four, the back three, get it to the playmakers so that they can create chances for the forwards. That sort of transitional play is really lacking. And in, in, in yesterday's match against Tottenham, that was really evident that. Uh, getting the ball from the back line and transitioning it forward to the playmakers was just, they were struggling mightily to do that. Um, and there are a number of midfielders on the squad, as many squads have a number of midfielders, but I think Arsenal are particularly strong with the playmaking types and and sort of those guys who can play, not necessarily on the defensive midfield side, but more uh, you know, feeding other players and creating chances on the offensive side. Uh, in particular, a new signing, uh, Mkhitaryan, coming in on a swap uh, for Alexis Sanchez from you know, Manchester United. I think he's going to be a fantastic playmaker for Arsenal. I think he's a, a good quality player um, who will be allowed to go forward and create chances. Aaron Ramsey is another player, again, if you ask Ramsey to play defensively, he's going to struggle. He wants to move forward. He's a forward-thinking guy. He wants to drive the ball forward, and he's good at that. Jack Wilshire has played very well this year. He's healthy. He's, he's, he's feeding the ball forward again, but he's not that defensive midfielder. Mesut Ozil signed a new contract. He's going to be around for a while. Him and Mkhitaryan are among the best in the Premier League in assists and creating chances. So I'm not worried about those four guys in terms of playmaking ability. I think we're solid. But where we are lacking is in the defensive midfield. Granite Shaka is not a defensive midfielder, or at least he hasn't shown the ability to be that guy. Um, poor positioning on defense, poor coverage of the, of the back line. His passing, which was not bad last year, has really taken a, a turn for the worse. He is really struggling to transition that ball from the back forward. Um, and it's an area of the pitch that we're going to have to focus on in the summer, I believe. Uh, Sante Cazorla, I mean, probably won't play again. His contract runs out soon. He's been injured for two years now, and which is a shame because I love watching him play. Uh, and Mohamed Elneny, again, you know, a defensive center back, uh, for, center mid, eh, sort of, but not the guy the team needs. He's not the the strong, you know, sort of the enforcer in the back, coming up big, transitioning the ball with with you know some power, 
um, you know, a presence back there. He's just not it. He's a, he's a good filler. He's a good stopgap if we need a replacement. But he's not, again, the quality Premier League number one team. You're looking at a top four, top three team. He's just not it. So, you know, it's a tale of two cities in the Arsenal midfield. You've got some really good creative uh, driving forces to get the ball in and make plays with Mkhitaryan, Ramsey, Wilshire, and Ozil. Um, but other than that, if you're expecting a midfielder to protect your back line, which they need, uh, desperately need, there's just nobody on the squad doing that job. And it's definitely an area that the squad has to improve in the summer. Or I think we're just going to continue to see defensive struggle after defensive struggle, um, which is a shame because this team is its close. It's It only needs a couple of pieces, but this center – Defensive midfield role is a huge one that must be addressed because um, it's just not good enough. And Tottenham certainly uh, took advantage of that in the game yesterday. We're talking Arsenal Football Club on the Thriver P Show today. And we have one more part of the squad to go over, and those are the forwards. We're going to talk about them next after this break. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to the Thriver Peace Show, where we are talking Arsenal Football Club in the wake of a disastrous North London derby yesterday, a 1-0 loss to Tottenham. Um, and we're talking about the forwards. There are four forwards on the roster uh, on Arsenal.com. Uh, Alexander Lacazette, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Alex Iwobi, and Danny Welbeck. We're going to talk about Welbeck and Iwobi first. Um, look, Welbeck is a forward. He's got it in his, you know, skill set to score goals. I just don't see him as a everyday starter. I think he's a good backup. I think he's hurt too much to be relied on. Um, good pace, good work rate, um, decent guy. You know, I'd like to see him score five or six goals a season um, at least. But uh, again, he's got to get on the pitch. And now that Lacazette and Aubameyang are on the squad, he's not going to get looked at very much unless one of them is hurt. So. I would not be surprised if Welbeck is the kind of guy that won't be around much longer on the squad. Iwobi, I don't know why he's listed as a forward. I don't see Alex Iwobi as a forward. He is not a goal-scoring threat. He's not going to win anything in the air and head and win headers. He's not a winger either, and he's not a central midfielder. I think Iwobi's just kind of one of those good jack-of-all-trades. He's a young guy, still learning his trade. Um, but again unreliable he's a cup match guy um really is not a premier league first team quality player even though we've had to play him quite a bit but if you look at Lacazette and Aubameyang these are two big time quality center forwards and you know Lacazette came over at the beginning of the season and has struggled his confidence is low right now missed an outstanding chance to level the game yesterday um, I felt sorry for him. A lot of people felt sorry for him. But his his form is just not there. Uh, he's just off. He's got to get he's got to get back on track. The team purchased Aubameyang in January from Borussia Dortmund, which by the way, he used to play with Mkhitaryan, so it's good to see those two together, but Aubameyang is definitely the better of the two center forwards. Pace, clinical finishing, can head the ball in with 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 accuracy, good power on shots, good finesse shooter, can chip the goalkeeper, can shoot from distance. 
a great buy. I really like Aubameyang. I wish we had purchased him last summer, uh, but we didn't. Uh, but now that we do have them, uh, have him on the squad, it's going to be really interesting to see how this team develops around him. And again, scoring goals and going forward is not Arsenal's problem. And I'm not saying anything people who watch the club don't already know. Lacazette and Aubameyang are going to score goals. I wish they could combine for 35, you know, 30, 35 goals a season. That would be great. Um, but the forward is not the problem. It's the defense. And so I'm looking at these forwards. I think it's good quality. I don't see the club buying a big-time forward in the offseason at all. Um, I do see them maybe looking to reinforce, bringing some guys back on loan and maybe selling them. But of all the positions on the team, you know, the forwards, along with those playmaking midfielders, that's the strength of the squad. If the forwards and the playmakers are getting the ball and we have possession and we're getting shots off, we're in great shape. If not, we end up like we are uh, yesterday at Tottenham where things are just not working out. The defense was on its heels and uh, we were not getting shots off. We weren't moving the ball forward. So those are the forwards. I think they're good quality forwards. I think they're, they're, they're up there in quality with anyone in the league. And, um, Certainly getting them the ball and getting them some service so they can score goals is an important part of the game uh, that hasn't been there recently. So we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to wrap things up. We're talking Arsenal Football Club on the Thrive of Peace show with Dr. Troy Roddy. Thank you for listening. I'll be back in just a moment. All right, friends, you've been listening to the Thrive of Peace show with Dr. Troy Roddy, where we have taken a break from our normal learning topics to talk about an interest of mine, Arsenal Football Club. Um, some predictions going forward before we end today's episode. Well, Europa League football is coming up. If the squad wins the Europa League, they get back in the Champions League automatically. Um, I would like to think they'll win the Europa League. They certainly have the, the capacity to do so. I don't think they will do it. I, I don't think this squad will win the Europa League. They could. Uh, but I don't think they will. So I'm not counting on that. Certainly uh, it would be great to get back in the Champions League, uh, but I don't think it's be, be, uh, because we win the Europa. I don't think the team will finish in the top four. They might get up to fifth place and catch Chelsea, who I think are just struggling right now big time, but I don't see the team finishing in the top four. I think fifth or sixth place is where the, where the squad will finish, and that's where they deserve to finish. Quite frankly, that's... They've played fifth or sixth place quality um, uh, all season, and that's where they deserve to finish. Uh, Arsene Wenger, the manager, has got two years left, or one year left in his contract after this year. He'll finish it. He's not going anywhere. Uh, That's my prediction. I don't think any change in management for next season is going to happen. I don't see us purchasing any playmaking midfielders or forwards. I think we're solid there, but I do hope the team – Spend some money in the summer on defense, center backs, full backs, and a defensive midfielder. If the team can sort out the defense, I think this team will be back in the top four. It's got top four quality when we are able to play defense um, because going forward is not the problem. So hopefully that will be a big focus in the offseason is, uh, is the defensive side of the game. But other than that, again, Arsenal Football Club. I love them. I hate them. 
all at the same time sometimes. Disappointing loss yesterday to Tottenham. Uh, but what are you going to do? you got to get back out there and you got to play well. they got a Europa League match coming up uh, February 15th. And, uh, again, they should get past this stage. Uh, but we'll see. I want to thank you for listening to the Thriver Peace Show today where we've taken a little bit of break away from talking about learning and studying and talking about Arsenal Football Club. And if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, please subscribe to it and leave a rating and a review. I'd really appreciate that. If you're looking for more traditional Thriverpy stuff, check out our blog, thriverpyblog.blogspot.com. Join our Facebook page. Our Facebook community is growing. Facebook.com slash Thriverpy. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Dr. Troy Roddy. That's at D-R. T-R-O-Y-R-O-D-D-Y. And, you know, if you want to catch more of these episodes, go ahead and subscribe. You can find The Thriverpy Show on iTunes and the Google Play Music Store. Uh, just type in Thriverpy there and it'll come up. Hit that subscribe button. I'd appreciate it. And finally, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for future episodes, or maybe you yourself would like to be on the show to talk about learning, teaching, parenting, Maybe you're an Arsenal fan and you want to talk Premier League soccer and Arsenal. I'd love to do that too. Go ahead and shoot me an email, troy.roddy.phd at gmail.com. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Thriver Peace Show. Thank you for listening. And remember, get out there and create more knowledge, bring more joy into the world, and when in doubt, take care of the child in front of you. See you again soon.